0: G'day, g'day. Welcome to another episode of Not the Wikipedia Weekly, which is not only not the Wikipedia Weekly, but is not weekly. Um, we've been a little, uh, a little slow in, in having conversations in the last little while due to, I guess, real life pressures, uh, and indeed wiki pressures, which we're going to talk a little bit about to kick off with today. Um, we've got, uh, Seddon in the room. Hello. And we've got, uh, now I'm going to get your username wrong, because I'm never sure if it's user Dan T or Dan Tobias, or either way, we've got Dan Tobias here.
1: It's D Tobias is actually my username, but I confuse things a bit by having Dan T in my signature. My real name is Dan Tobias. There you go. And we've got uh, myself, Private Musings, uh, and uh, Derova as well.
2: Hi there.
0: There you go. and We were just having a little uh, sort of informal vocal chat, um, and there's quite a lot of them happen, by the way. If you're interested in talking with Wikipedians, uh, feel free to hang out in the public chat room of the, not the Wikipedia Weekly uh, Skype chat. You can you can click through that on the page, and you'll see that, you know, pretty much every day there's one or two or four or five, or there's, there's people having chats, and, and there's quite a lot of actual Wiki work that goes on, uh, I'm pleased to say. Sad to say that I'm rarely involved. Um, but there's there's a whole little thing there, so feel free to plug into it uh and we were mentioning that there's uh, that real life work sometimes gets in the way and other pressures, and that's why we've slowed down but said to kick off today, you took a step back from wiki in the last little while and um and you you're sort of kind enough to be willing to talk a bit about that so so how are you going
3: yeah um basically um obviously the the same with with a lot of people is um you know that they have um not only do they have you know a real life but they they do have a wiki life, and sometimes the two of those can clash um I mean recently I've started a new job I've also made um you know and then there's my real life is then pretty hectic and then I found that um my wiki life um it it was almost it, it was kind of it was just eating up at the time that really it should have been. You know, sort of spent elsewhere, and and um, I, I just it, it just sort of hit me that really I needed to take a step back for a couple of weeks, and and um, just sort of <coughs> just sort of let everything settle down, and then just slowly bring myself back in. Um, I, I mean, I've been I've been mediating um, for mediate for the mediation committee, not with them but for them. And um, you know I've kept that going, and slowly, you know, over the last a week, um, I've just sort of brought myself, um, you know, back onto the, onto the wiki. You know, I've um, you know I've nominated a couple of featured pictures, and and I've started uh, back up with the. I think it's um, it, I think burnout on Wikipedia is um, is a real problem, especially with uh, administrators and those at higher levels as well
0: are um, you you're I not yourself think, an administrator or you are i can't remember
3: no i'm not i'm not an administrator but at higher levels the the, the pressures are even greater um, and i know that uh, administrative burnout is something that um, that is a problem i think at the moment we've got something like uh, 1100 administrators on wikipedia and i think out of those 1100 only about 500 of them have been active within the last month, um, ah. and obviously the the ones that are regularly
0: active, it's probably even even smaller number. In my uh, mind, I've been thinking about this, a you know, uh, it's uh, oh, before we go on to the general stuff, are you like, having done a few featured picture, uh, featured picture nominations and stuff? Do you are you are you happy to be back at the wiki? Are You feeling good about it? I I, I think
3: it's important though that I, you know just to make sure that that, you know, time is balanced, and, you know, overall then, it's better for everything then, you know.
0: Yeah, and I I ask you that quite seriously, actually, because I'm, uh, I remember vividly when I first started getting, sort of hanging around Wikipedia a bit, I found it, uh, I was surprised at how much time and how much energy some people dedicate, and that's evolved for me personally, to an understanding that there's quite a lot of, I've got quite a lot of questions about about a lot of people's sort of the nature of a lot of people's relationship to Wikipedia, myself included, like you know do we spend too much time on it are we are we you know are we neglecting real life things like you know put turn the computer off and go for a walk or having a cup of tea or whatever it may be um I think there's meat on that bone, Dan, do you ever find
1: yourself editing Wikipedia a bit too much uh, yeah i mean it's it's one of those things that can be obsessive could be addictive um so yeah you you can just um fall into the even in there constantly um and perhaps to an unhealthy degree maybe
3: i mean I, at the moment i'm probably a prime example i mean i'm currently uh, in the uk and at the moment it's 5 to 3 in the morning so that's 2:55 uh, in the morning um I mean, you know, you
0: you get used to it, and thankfully, you know, I don't have to be in college tomorrow. But um, but in a way, know. yeah, someone should be. You know, is that healthy? If, I'll, I'll tell you what. You were saying earlier that you're you've just had a you've you've had some uh, real life pressures, you know, and that they've just recently finished. So you know, you're you're kicking back in a way, and that's probably no great terrible thing. But if it happens a lot, that's got to be a bit of a worry, right?
3: Yeah, I, I think, you know, you, you really do have to be careful. I think it's not just becoming addicted to Wikipedia. I think it's it's just very easy to um to, to edit Wikipedia and involved in the community. Because obviously it's such a global thing, you know, it's not just, you know, in your local town or your local country. It is global. I mean, you've got, you know, you you private musings, you're from Australia, Dear Rovers from America. Um, shoemakers from Scotland which isn't actually that far oh. uh, and Dan I'm not too sure whereabouts you're from but I mean I'm, I'm in
1: uh, Florida
3: so we've got both sides of the United States we've got Oceania and we've then also got you know opposite ends of the UK and it you you just find it really easy to, to have your sleeping patterns messed up because you know <laughs> perhaps you need to talk to someone you know they're not on until one o'clock in the morning but you know, it just
0: happens, and it's it's really easy to. I, th- um, I think not only that, but a flip side of it being easy to to have it disrupted is it's sometimes hard to turn it off. Uh, I've spoken with a few people about this, not just you know, I feel that sometimes, and I've I've spoken with other people that that relate to that as well. So I think there may be a, a sort of something that we'll return to talking about, which is that you know, uh, if it, it's possible to edit too much, it's possible to get too involved. You know, do get do get the sense of space don't edit it so much kids that, that kind of warning and make sure that what you're doing, you're having fun with. I see a lot of the, what we might call wiki drama, which I think kicks off when people continue to edit beyond. And in some cases long beyond the point at which it was fun for them. As in, I don't mean fun yeah, in a sort I, of flippant way. I mean, in a sort of, you know, rewarding, engaging way that they've chosen to participate.
3: I, I think, I mean, with a lot of, of because obviously I, I do mediation with the mediation cabal and um i th- i think that the the one thing is that if you find that you you're getting into a, a situation and you feel that you're getting worked up about it it is just just to to take a step back because once you start pushing um for something it it's I think it's affecting you as a person and I think it starts tiring you out and you might not realize it, but it, it, it can change the, your character, um, you know, on, on Wikipedia. And and I think, you know, we see, um, you know, a, a lot of people who, who have been in, um, you know, in the administrator position in arbitration cases or, and, you know, as mediators and arbitrators and, and they kind of, they, they, they burn themselves out, and um, perhaps it, it becomes too much of almost a job rather than something that you enjoy. I mean, everything I'm doing at the moment on Wikipedia, I'm doing it not because I feel I have to, but because I want to do it. And I think it's important that everyone should want to edit Wikipedia, and they shouldn't feel that it's a burden. I think once it starts becoming a burden, it, it's the you know the the long road to. Kind of almost self
0: Yeah, and it, this this starts to overlap a bit where we've got those issues of you know su- wiki support and you know I know that um, we can go into a lot darker areas here about the, some of the challenges that, that that wiki editors face and the stress. Yeah, your that...
1: connection's breaking. Oh
0: yeah, I'll um, I'll I'll kick off again. I was just saying that it goes into some darker areas of. Um, uh, Connection's gone dead, barely hear a thing. Oh no. Well I am in the rather <laughs> I can hear everybody. I can hear. <laughs> we were saying just before we started recording that this this particular podcast is gonna be a little bit like um like talking with a few mates down the pub. That's you know, Seddon and I are both from the UK. Um so we'll understand that. I don't know what the equivalent in different cultures well in Australia here, that's the same sort of thing. Um who do we lost there? We lost Dan, so Perhaps perhaps it was Dan that was a, a bit of a hurdle in the connection there. Perhaps said we could try and get Dan back in. Shoemaker, I'll ask you about, we were just talking about wiki stress there. I think you're in voice there, are you? Um, what, what, you what are your responses to yeah, hearing Seddon and I chit-chat about it?
4: Sorry, I can't make you out.
0: Oh, I think you were suffering the same breaking
1: thing. breaking up so much I could barely
0: hear. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to blame Seddon. <laughs> That's it. Blame the Welsh <laughs> well Well, where we've got a moment of stability. Like so we've got we've got uh, the the slight static. You may have heard Durova's line. There is um, the heat wave in San Diego, forcing the use of a fan or the computer fan to to try and keep things uh, cool. Uh, yeah, we'll. I'll try you again, shoemaker. Did you, did you hear any of the chit chat right. about Wiki stress or anything? Got any responses? I heard some, yes. Have you felt it, or do you do you feel that your, your relationship to the wikis in a fine state of health, or have you ever felt it sort of get a bit too hot under the collar, that sort of stuff?
4: Well, there's an incident, that I, there's an incident which I think we're all aware of that I don't really want to talk about, but um, I'll talk about a, I'll talk about a more recent one instead. Um, as you know, the Dan Ullman homeopathy case is now stagnating, but there was a period there when I felt that I felt, as a scientist, that I had to work homeopathy. I had to keep. I had to make sure that science is protected on Wikipedia, and it really stressed me out. You were, you're de- when you're dealing with um, editor, you know, you're just dealing with her who. Disagree with a fundamental view of reality, um, thinking that thinking that spiritual matters are equal to um, physical and so on, and yet trying to use materialistic science to back their cause.
0: It's interesting you mentioned because that's, of course, a very much that area of science. Uh, versus pseudoscience or, or the, the, the conflicts that happen in yes. that kind of arena are, are really hot right now is the whole kind of intelligent design problems. Um, do you, you feel that you've, uh, you felt very stressed personally by, you felt you had to defend science for a while back there.
4: Yes, I kind of burned out and now I'm just editing Gilbert and Sullivan,
0: which is relaxing and fun. But uh, <laughs> Do you yeah, know back now, just, someone that felt that way, shoemaker? Do you think there was, do you, like, do you think you were in any way wrong, or do you think it was a problem that you sort of had this mantle of defending science on your shoulders?
4: I think it was a problem when, with, that I was, really unable to get any support commitments, even, in the face of, um, really extreme problems. The evidence about Dan Ullman that was put before the ARCOM was con- for the ARCOM case opened. And I'll just I'll just
0: hold the you visit- there for a sec. i just hold, only because you uh, uh, you broke up on the recording there for me just a sec. And um, just oh, to frame oh, sorry, this conversation, I, I don't actually I, I haven't really looked. I think I've entered homeopathy a little bit to try and sort out the lead, but I, I don't I don't really I'm unaware of the of the bigger issues. Oh sorry. But that's cool.
4: Let me um, let me just um, clarify one of the major one of the issues that came up recently. It might help. Um, the Dan Ullman arbitration case. The, that this is a well now called the homeopathy arbitration case. Right? It centers around Dan Ullman. Um, that that case centers around Dan Ullman, a. Major, fairly famous promoter of homeopathy who was basically claiming that reference conclusions by kind of quote mining them and, uh, claiming that very minor references were in fact major references if they supported you and saying that major references like The Lancet and, um,
0: nature, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Well, let's, let, I'll tell you what, are, we, we, we could well return to, now, because I thought that we might even yeah. do a, a particular conversation specifically about the intelligent design issues. I was hoping that I could persuade Phil and Odd Nature along to hear their perspectives, and I know that that's all kicked off, and it's all really, uh oof, you know, well, it's pretty angry. But just aside, just, I'm most interested, really just really
4: to, to say.
0: sorry, carry on. I uh,
4: just wanted to say that, um, Basically, that's the background, and what happened was the evidence that went before the ARP cause there for several months, but I was completely un- or even to look at it because they just said, too long, we're not going to deal, we're not going to deal with a issue, an issue that, no matter what documented, that requires so much work on our part, and they just basically said that they—they they just basically said that homeopathy is a minefield. I'm not looking at it at all, meaning that all the stress of homeopathy just continued because even—even even when fairly clear-cut, no one was willing to intervene.
0: Well, and just to keep mind- it on topic, just for just in terms of wiki stress, I can see that that's clearly the—that's the source of your. You felt you felt like hung out you felt like no support from the place yeah. where you should get there support.
4: was no support and I just couldn't and there was no way and that just increased the stress levels a lot and I think that's probably true of a lot there's no one willing to step in and make decisions and
0: well, people we've, we've involved had two in them two possible suggestions if you are feeling wiki stress. one is the sedden plan which is to step away for a moment and, and just do other stuff uh, you know and, and come back in a couple of weeks. Uh, and only do the things that you really want to do, like nominate a picture for featured picture and, and get involved there. Uh, and then Shoemaker's approach, which was to uh, focus on Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh, I think if if everyone who's stressed focuses on Gilbert and Sullivan, there'll probably be a lot less stress in the in the wiki world. Except
4: for me, because I'm just, I've
0: worked on a featured general. article. <laughs> 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 I'm, we missed your comment then, Dan. What were you saying, Dante? You're the very model of a modern major general. <laughs> <laughs> The very model of a modern Wikipedian. (laughs) I believe someone's rewritten those words somewhere. Now, all the talk of homeopathy, Shoemaker, and Dana uh, Ullman, I think is the name, and ARBCOM brings us on to our next mini-topic, which, Dan, um, you're interested in the ARBCOM, I'm interested in the ARBCOM. I actually have a request before the ARBCOM right now, um, which is to, uh, I would like to be able to edit unencumbered. Um, So if you're listening to this and you think I sound sane and, and you know approachable and etc cetera, etc cetera, then feel free to comment uh, i think does that count as canvassing i don't know um actually don't comment just <laughs> take your own, keep your own counsel do what you think's best uh, but i'm before the arbcom there uh, there was a few uber cases mega cases at the moment and we were just chatting about what might happen Dan, what uh, what's your view on the current state of the arbcom cases and the arbcom processes
1: Okay, yeah, there's a lot going on with the ARBCom. A lot of drama, a lot of yeah, the uber big cases uh, the, the the one with uh, CLA68 and JZG and a bunch of others and Slim Virgin and uh, whoever else got dragged into it and or tried to insert themselves into it or whatever. And that's where a good deal of the drama is going on. Uh, but right in the middle of all that, ARBCom decided to throw a curveball by uh, making a major ruling. On by persons and how it's to be enforced, and sticking it in the middle of some case nobody was even paying any attention to. I believe some case to do with quotes or something, something ridiculous, like something that only the wiki wonkiest would actually have been paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. people who follow the ARPCOM would be looking where the drama was, which was that mega case that's still no end in sight, Uh, but uh, so the ARPCOM decided to slip in some uh, major remedy allowing allowing admins to take unilateral action about biographies of living persons, and not be able to be reversed unless there's clear consensus the other way, uh, which changes the presumptions and um, policies. But but even more than uh, whatever I may feel about the uh, that policy itself, I I have procedural concerns that um, I think it's very sneaky of the ARB committee that applies to everybody and is basically making policy, uh, even though they claim they don't make policy um, and slipping it in in a place where nobody was paying attention, and I, okay, maybe it sounds conspiracy theory-ish, but I have to think they did that on purpose, maybe they cooked it up in their mailing list or IRC or who knows where, that uh, we need to get this policy change in effect, and where can we slip it in where nobody will notice? I mean, um, these, um, if, if they yeah, let's, let's that, slow it down I mean, there for a sec,
0: and let's, let's slow it down, and we've got, the, we've got the Uber case which we might return to, and then we've got this issue of, of the ARBCOM making policy. Uh, the, the, the case itself is called Footnoted Quotes, and I, I think it's fairly uncontested, what, some of what Dan's saying, which is that uh, on the surface of it, a, a, a sort of an ARBCOM case about footnoted quotes does seem a little bit of an unusual spot to create special enforcement on biographies of living persons which is the provision that's been created um, and we better just have a mention on what Very that is.
1: Connection in that I, think one, I think one of the parties to that case who had been fighting to get his desired syntax of footnotes or whatever in place also happened to have made some controversial edits to a BLP somewhere uh, I'm not sure if it even had anything to do with the footnotes in the quotes in that article, but, uh, but that seemed to be the tenuous connection that they hung a hook on in order.
0: To yeah, and it's, um, it's even, if you now look at uh, the shortcut WP colon BLP ban, um, it's got its own shortcut in there in the, in sort of filed away at the bottom of the, of this arbitration. What it, what it means is it's, it's basically a strengthening of BLP policy. And it does seem, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting way of doing it. I guess it's. It, I, I think it's pretty clear to me that the. It's a strengthening of existing policy. So is that new policy? Don't know. Should Arbcom be doing it? Well, don't know. Lots of um, lots of discussions ensuing. Um,
3: I, I just want to sort
0: of jump in here because I've I've, I've. I've actually sort
3: of built up a view on this sort of topic, and I've actually um I, I've talked to people and discussed with people. Um, regarding what happened, um, essentially, the I think the, the biggest problem with people commenting on Arbcom is that the the community seems to be sort of split and fuzzy about what the actual role of Arbcom is, and I think that we have half of the um, community seem have this idea that Arbcom um if ARBCOM says something then it th- that's what happens and the community has to stick by it and that the community can't overrule it. And then there is um another section of the the Wikipedia community which um thinks that you know it ARBCOM can be overruled by the community yeah, I was on the side but I have had it clarified that basically what the idea of ARBCOM is or at least what I think the idea of ArbCom is, is that when the community cannot do something or there is disagreement about how it should be done or perhaps um, they're not going about something the right way, then the idea of ArbCom is to protect not the the foundation, but to protect the project uh, and to to do what is best for the project when the community has perhaps um, lost its way now obviously um with biographies of living persons is that it's an area which is um it's quite a dangerous area to be using in, and it's also a, a dangerous area for the project and also for the foundation now obviously um we cannot you know wikipedia um you know they they've all got sort of um, a, a, a general level of you know what we expect as as being civil, but um, when it comes to biographies of living persons, is that perhaps because the risk is so great, I I think that um, strengthening um, what administrators can do in these areas, um, it is I think it's a good thing because it means that the community isn't at risk and now obviously there have been provisions built in to prevent um, uh, wheel warring between admins now so long as um, we try and make this work there is no reason why it can't and I think that this is probably something of a storm in the teacup we had a similar issue when um, rollback was brought in and um, decided to um, enact rollback, and now here we are, about three months later, and rollback is just a, an ordinary thing, and, and every everyone just goes on, you know, with it in existence. So I think a similar thing needs to. We need to take a similar attitude with this whole um, special enforcement for BLP. Eventually, it will just become, you know, an average day on Wikipedia, and I think that um perhaps things are just being made a little bit too um bl- you know blown up
0: proportion with it i'll say a couple of things before i know dorova you've got heaps of thoughts on this so we'll, we'll come to you in two seconds mike a couple of things uh questions from based on listening to what you're saying said is first of all i think that that it, it will work but it does presuppose that administrators uh, uh you know are capable of helping it, it it's um what, what I see happening here is a, a new kind of power or, or the, power, the power levels being raised in a certain area. And um, I'm concerned that there may be unintended consequences there. Of it, you know, it might not all run quite as smoothly as we're currently hoping. Uh, I'll, I'll think more about that, and I may have more to say. But the other thing is the whole uh, – the argument about the, the role of ArbCom and it's, you know, is it just really inappropriate for it to be making policy – um, is it capable of making good policy? Um, it, does it have a track record in this way? Do ARBCOM things like this work? Do sanctions they suggest to the community help the community? I think we've got to look at that. all those broader issues. Um, but at the, I don't want to be a kind of a, you know broken record on that front because my view is that the ARBCOM not really fit for purpose, that it's a bit of a, I think we're setting ourselves up to fail with its current structure and its current um, sort of systems. Um, they're, they're sort of, I've said them a few times. So um, what do you think about it, Alderova?
2: issue is how ARCOM sees itself and a between dis- what ARCOM sees its scope and what the community sees as its scope and also looking across various cases whether they're being consistent about it. Um, now I don't think that this was some kind of Machiavellian plan to, oh let's slip in some policy where nobody is looking. Um, but I do have to to give. I, I guess I could say that I'm I'm on a similar page to Dan, at least in terms of questioning. Now, why is it demonstrated that the community couldn't do this themselves? Why couldn't individual arbitrators, if they thought that that a new board needed to be set up or or some new pers- or process needed to be enacted, why did they do this as a body? through the arbitration committee rather than stepping forward individually, um, opening up a general discussion to the community and saying, you know, um, let's tighten up BLP. I think they could have had a pretty good consensus uh, um, for enacting exactly what they've done and doing it in an open manner with the community's involvement and with the backing of the community, which is what they don't entirely have right now. When I look at the new proposal itself, when I look at the new process itself, and, okay, I need to familiarize myself a little bit more with the ins and outs of it, so I'll I'll give the some credit here. Uh, Something that might have been necessary, you know, something that that might be a very sensible and workable thing. I have some concerns about the arbitration portion board and about the recent trend of arbitration rulings to put broad discretion in the hands of individual administrators in a manner that is not easy to repeat. We saw in the aftermath of the 9-11 piece with, I don't want to call somebody out who's not here, but with a controversial putting a block on a very, very established user that actually precipitated a second arbitration case. And when the administrator who acted uh, was challenged on this, there were several levels of challenging. But This person did parse the previous decision point by point and pointed out how everything he had done was within the scope of that previous arbitration. I think the committee needs to take a very careful look at these discretionary sanctions that it's created. Um, Because, you know, sometimes they craft open-ended things that have unintended consequences. Um, Another thing as to the arbitration scope itself, um, I'll go back about half a year to the Matthew Hoffman case, which was opened without any prior dispute resolution uh, on a case that this was not a real war. Um, It was actually on a a block that had been imposed a couple of months before. This was not an an urgent thing. And I think most people would have expected, uh, if the administrator who had imposed that was going to be brought up for, for questions, that an RFC would have been done prior to and perhaps even instead of an arbitration case. One arbitrator um, requested arbitration with no prior dispute resolution as an experimental case. Uh there had been no prior talk about uh the arbitration committee run. And, and and so the, you know there are some of these cases where I I Occasionally I converse with arbitrators and I don't want to say which ones and I don't want to say which situations but I do think in a general sense that um, it's a very t- a very intense commitment that they make and um, there should be some more back and forth between where they view themselves where they see a need to go and and what the community sees them as a body versus what they
0: need to do, um, and what the community should be doing. Yeah, I, I'll I'll second that, and I'll say also I think there's um I think some of the processes that have sprung up around it, like the use of the of course there's the mailing list. I think it's I think in, we should we should try to sort of come out of denial as well about the the nature. The arbitration committee has a certain number of voting members, and of course all of the ex arbitrators who also offer their thoughts and advice on, for instance, the mailing list and the private wiki. Uh that's the process which has evolved. Um, and it's a process we've got. I think too much happens behind closed doors. I think that uh I think a bit more openness and a bit more a bit more of the wiki way, more people are uh, able to do more things. Uh my radical ideas uh, on two topics
2: arbitration people can really deal with and, and that they can't bring on on site. Um, part of it is um, a great deal of their work has to do with um, requests for appeals, bans. Um, they're the only body that can do that, and very often those can only be raised on site. And then you get into issues of, of harassment, personal disclosures, etc., that the foundation privacy policy prevents them from discussing on site. Personal.
0: Oh sh- no! Like I want to be very clear. Yeah. I, I point absolutely. Point yeah. I know that there's. I know that there's very good reasons for, for a lot of private communication. Uh, what I am saying is, my radical idea would be to to have a uh, far more like it's the concept of trusted users, and uh, I think we could we could have more arbitrators doing more work, and it would be easier for all of them. Uh, you know, that's one thing. I think there needs to be a bit more of an open model for for some processes. Uh, you, you mentioned a, a case where it went straight to arbitration without an RFC or without prior dispute resolution, and you know that's by no means unusual. It, that happens and it, it kinda shouldn't really. <laughs> we don't really do what we say we're gonna do a lot. Uh, and well, and I think in the in, that case, is, in a couple
2: of ways they, they, they violated their, their own standing policy. Um they also had a standing procedure of, of waiting a week before going to voting. They went to voting in twelve hours before the fellow that they had brought up with no prior dispute resolution had a chance to uh to state his case, to defend himself. And they um you know, it was not a slam dunk situation for for dc, DC stopping, and they put that on the table. Um, that that it was not a as high profile a case as as a little bit that's going on right now, but for those of us who watch arbitration on a regular ca- basis, it was a very disturbing case, one that we hope is is not going to be repeated.
1: But uh, anyway, the the current. uh the way they, the uh, BLP in, in an unrelated case, that goes, uh, I mean if they wanted to do it more above the boards, they could have opened a case specifically on BLP enforcement and, and solicited evidence relative, relevant to that and uh, I think that would have gone over better. Maybe would have had more immediate drama but would have uh, whatever decision they came up with would have po- probably gotten better support at the end.
2: Why does that even mean to arbitration? How has the community proven that we can't come to a consensus decision on BLP? I think by and large that's something that, okay, yes, there are problems, but by and large when something comes up, the community has been able to hold a, a discussion on it.
1: That's the kind of thing uh, that ought to, that should have been in the evidence section of any ARBCOM case that was proposing to add, uh, special enforcement. Uh, that's the kind of thing that ought to be brought up in the evidence page, like evidence uh, that the community can or can uh, Yeah, or you, you
0: were breaking up just a little uh, bit there, Dan. I'd say that you guys are actually kind of largely agreeing. Derover saying I think what I'm hearing anyway is that Derover saying you know the community has hasn't shown itself incapable yet and Dan saying well the arbitration committee have done it in the wrong way anyway so to speak or they've they've you know it was somehow okay. yeah, they, did a little they bit didn't a
1: chance to show evidence that of it.
4: Look at the memory. I've got to say my okay. tuppence
0: worth on that front in terms of BLPs is that the it's been a very high profile issue for a very long time on a lot of Wikipedia's radars and I'm unaware of, of any sort of significant changes or positive steps I'm very concerned about BLPs, I think it's um, I think it would be necessary immediately to semi-protect all biographies and to offer opt-outs to non-public figures, I think this is urgent and I think it needs to happen yeah. now, now, now um, so I welcome any Well you
2: I do offer opt-outs to non-public figures that's it's something that, and the question is whether the community accepts them. But I don't think that the arbitration committee can force that by right field.
0: No, no. We've got we, we could talk about we can move the conversation towards BLP and, and away from the Obcom and, and and carry on and on and on. But um, uh, what we'll do actually, because this this mini chat has has gone on a little bit, which is which is great. We'll move on to, well, to two... A... Go ahead, Shoemaker. Go ahead, Shoemaker.
4: There is one other problem with the ARBCOM at the moment. They seem very incapable of um policing their own. For instance, look at the Matthew Hoffman case. The um arbitrator opened it did not just um did not just um set forth issues neutrally. He actually called administrators in good standing dogs and and various other um attacks on them moral midgets. Things like that, and then looking, and then here I have found a thread on the Wikipedia, on the talk page for the a couple of weeks after the case out, the Arb, all Arbcom members come in and say we see no reason to to um, say anything whatsoever about Charles Matthews. Charles, Charles Matthews Charles attacks on other users are not in We do not. We are not going to do anything about this, no matter how many people ask. It's it pretty much as, it, as many it, words. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, although I think there was one arbitrator who who left a message on uh, on 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 that arbitrator's uh, top page asking him to retract, but he didn't actually retract.
4: Yes, and
0: anyway. never, as far as I can tell, has. And that's that's a very specific point. And of course, we, we don't want to turn too much into sort of uh, <laughs> well, I mean. We want to keep things moving forward. There are, there are some very, very specific complaints, and then there are the general issues, and, and we've covered them sort of in, in some depth. We'll try and get some arbitrators on before too long. I mean, it'd be great if, if you're listening, arbitrators, come along. You're most welcome. Um, uh, I'll, you know, I think there's some important things that are worth talking about, um, and, we'll see if we can, and we'll see if we can arrange that. That'd be great. Um, we, we've got two more small topics uh, in, just in this sort of off-the-cuff Skype cast. Uh, one is the issue of plagiarism, which reared its head, and it's, I'm glad we've got Shoemaker ander over here, who are very active in in sort of in a, in a thread on the uh, administrators incidents notice board or ANI or whatever it's called, um, recently on that subject. Uh, and the I don't so much want to talk about that incident as much as the the actual uh, the, the page itself, Wikipedia colon plagiarism. Um, the thought is that it could do with a bit more attention, that it could be brought up, you know, a bit have a bit more depth in a and probably help communicate things a bit better um yeah what what's what's your take on how good we are at handling plagiarism? in fact, what is plagiarism shoemaker? Could you say a few words on that
4: Plagiarism is the copying of someone else's words as your own without making it perfectly clear that you are doing so or or claiming someone else's ideas as your own without without making with, where it would seem like they are your own ideas, and the second half is not as important on Wikipedia because of the um, nature of it, but the first half, claiming someone else's was your own, is a huge problem on Wikipedia. Um, very many articles are created with cut and paste. And, and right I now, recently, some, oh,
2: sorry, uh, do, do you mind if I step in? I'd, I go don't want on. to step on your um, Right now. Uh, Wikipedia colon plagiarism redirects to Wikipedia copyright problems, and although the two concepts are somewhat overlapping, they're not identical. And if you think the, uh, that they're identical, I've got a brand new thing you produce. I just wrote it. It's called Hamlet. <laughs> Which is very much public domain, but I shouldn't be getting <laughs>
0: yeah it's sort of like we were talking about this. It's kind of like you think of the uh, copyright violation is the less is the law it's to do with the law it's you know it can be examined in a court for example, and you can be fined to have contravened the law in in that regard so you've you've committed a copyright violation or you haven't um plagiarism's more an ethical question, which is you know by its nature a little bit fuzzier um it's the the concept that uh, of properly attributing um ideas and indeed literally words where they're due um it's you know it's separating these two out is thorny and uh, and I think basically the more eyes and ears over at Wikipedia colon plagiarism uh, would be a very good thing. Uh, I think I wonder if we've broken up there. have We still got you, Dan Tobias.
1: Yes, uh, yes we do. I think that description is reasonable. I mean it's a distinction between uh, copyright infringement, which is a legal issue and which has defenses such as fair use in some countries anyway, uh, versus plagiarism, which is an ethical issue applies even if the material is public domain or um, or may have a fair use defense or whatever if you print somebody else's work without giving without giving proper credit then that's that's the ethical offense of plagiarism whether or not it's actually a copyright violation
0: i think we might return to this and talk about it maybe in slightly more depth at a future time um only because we're kind of running out of time here, really. Uh, just to finish off with, I, I haven't told any of you guys about this, and I just remembered it's something that I did, that I did yesterday. Um, I'll post the link into the chat see what you think. It's a page that I've called Wikipedia Parental Advisory, and I, I, I created it after having about the fourth conversation in a fortnight with a friend of mine who's a parent uh, who was asking me, so, you know, should, should, should I let my kids edit Wikipedia? uh and i found that you know i thought oh well it's a difficult one that because wikipedia is not censored etc 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 and I, i looked around and i thought that particular section of of uh what wikipedia is not it's a fairly shortest section that wikipedia is not censored and it doesn't perhaps do the best job that we can possibly do of communicating to both parents and those responsible for kids the types of issues that they'll have to think about before you know, how to engage safely and responsibly with Wikipedia, the types of things they have to think about before making that decision. So I created this page, which is a kind of, I'd like it to go through some sort of policy process, sort of to be, you know, to gain widish approval. But in in itself, it's not really a policy. Um, uh, Dan, Seddon, are you still there?
1: Well, me, I'm here.
0: Oh, Dan's here. What do you think of that idea, Dan? Um...
1: Uh, I'm not sure, what, what is it? you're breaking up, I'm having trouble hearing what you're saying.
0: <laughs> no worries, it's a page that is called Wikipedia colon parental advisory and it's the idea that we should be advising uh, perhaps schools and certainly parents um, that we could offer some, some better advice than we are doing currently for the types of material That's- that they'll find on Wikipedia and the ways to engage with it.
1: Yeah, I think there's some merit to that. Unfortunately, there's also too much controversy because one, whenever anything like that gets proposed, people um, immediately say, um, "Well, by whose definition?" Uh, the problem is there's a million different definitions about what is or isn't appropriate. For there's the uh, the fundamentalist Christian definition, which is totally different from. Uh, uh, from people, that of people of other religious backgrounds, or atheists, or agnostics, or uh, and Americans versus British versus continental Europeans versus Australians versus uh, Iranians. I mean, I mean, how are you ever going to get a consistent, neutral point of view opinion about uh, what ought to be uh, noted as a potential issue for children? Well,
2: there are also legal Dr. issues between, uh, behind. Uh if there are articles uh, inevitably you'll wind up marking some but not others and it could actually create a legal risk for the foundation if there are inconsistent warnings
0: oh god I wouldn't sorry, sorry I wouldn't think of marking any articles <laughs> This, this okay. the idea of this one is just what I'd like to do is to put it on the about page so I, literally in, in a fortnight it was my fourth conversation the other day that someone's asked and I thought oh well, the wiki should have a page on this you know to be able to, I think maybe well, my choice of saying wasn't the best.
2: I would personally like to um, get more proactive about interfacing with some of these um, organizations that, you know, say for, for different types of, of parental groups, um, to say, hey, this is copyleft material, all you need uh, is a hosting service and, and some editors and the... the wiki software if you choose to use it you can import that too or you can keep it in a static uh, so that kids don't come along and try to vandalize it so that you can have a good safe place where kids can learn about um, elephants and oak trees and all the good educators <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that I think most parents want their kids to learn about um, yeah, yeah. without necessarily clicking from there over the gay, the gay porn stars I <laughs> think <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think it would be a it would be a, a nice thing to have. I mean, obviously we've got uh, Wikipedia 1.0, and that's the aim of um, producing Wikipedia as um, a digital and hard copy encyclopedia. I think it would be a really nice idea to have a Wikipedia for kids, or whatever you'd want to call it, and 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 have it. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, you're not going to have your three-year-old looking at. Um, Molecular mechanics of how water bonds to, um, you know, organic uh, chemicals. But you know, you could have a, a Wikipedia article on. Uh, maybe it goes into a little bit more depth than um, most kids' things. But I mean, you know, it it just um, it just you know gives kids you know the the, the key things that they should be learning about you know.
0: Um, I, think, I think, I think that's a great idea. I think I think it's one that, I think it's one that some people have thought, uh, have mentioned before, and it's a, it's a very good idea. I want to be really clear that, that my idea for this particular page isn't to, isn't, well, I, I promote, I sorry, I support ideas like that, but this particular page is designed to, to be a place to inform people as to what the online Wikipedia site, you know, what it's like and it, I'll just it just says basically in wikipedia is not censored so in practice in relevant areas throughout the site you will find images such as nudity sexual activity generally considered unsuitable for children and profanity um and i think it's important just to have that you know i i have a feeling and i could be wrong but when i told my my friend um who's a parent that there was you know that i wouldn't i wouldn't have them uh, i wouldn't let uh, this is a personal thing but i i don't think it's a good idea to have uh, a sort of a 10, 11, 12-year-old child having their own computer in their own bedroom. It doesn't seem sensible to me. Um, and part of the reason that I feel that is because some of the material that is on even Wikipedia, I think some parents would be a little surprised that it's there. Um, and it's, I think it's, there's a need or there's a, sensible, uh, there's a sensible need anyway for to have something up front that just says, this is the sort of thing that's there. This is what's out there. Uh, I'd like to get information about filters in there and stuff like that and I think there are some, that's the point of it. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, do have a little look at Wikipedia colon parental advisory and see what you think. Uh, Shoemaker, you were, you were going to say some things there but you sort of got caught in the flow. So do you want to, do you want to say anything on that one?
4: Um, well, I think that you can probably say that if the children, with, in reason, children can can visit safely. I for one have never stumbled as a naked picture where I where I didn't expect it except in cases of vandalism. You know, if you if you're going to edit the article on penis, you're going to see penises. If you're going to edit <laughs> yeah, human yeah. the old, but um if you're going if the, if he just wants to edit articles on France or Elephant or something like that, he's going to be perfectly safe in all likelihood yeah you of course you should you should of course should supervise children's internet use that is true of any site so I don't think that Wikipedia so I think that Wikipedia on the whole is safe for children so long as you warn them so long as they don't go
0: somewhere that they shouldn't that that they shouldn't okay. be and even I think we'll close this particular podcast with uh, <laughs> that age-old call, somewhat ironically stated here. Uh, you know, will someone think of the children? Uh, I think we're doing okay on that front. Uh, any last thoughts from you, Dan Tobias? He seemed to have died.
3: Private musings. He does. Any last thoughts from you, Seddon? Um, no. Just, just my, my. Uh...
0: Same thing, join the mediation cabal. Join the mediation cabal. Any last thoughts from you, Derova?
2: no uh, last thoughts? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you thought, and then, no, there weren't any. Shoemaker, we'll close with you. Say something incredibly witty, pithy, to the point, precise, and, you know, finish this podcast.
4: And this has been an episode of the Wikipedia Weekly, brought to you by the Wikipedia Foundation and volunteers. Thank you all. Now with added feedback.
0: Woohoo!